This is a special presentation on WSIU Radio. Welcome, listeners, to the third effort from Radio Players, Regarding the Bard, seven short sketches built around some of author Steve Falcone's favorite lines by Shakespeare. The sketch might be revised, retold, or simply expanded with a line or two of orientation. Off to Bard land we go. Let us introduce the players at this time. I'm Peg Falcone, and I'll be setting up the background for each sketch as well as narrating. I'll also be the voice of Juliet's nurse and witch number one. My name is Christopher Thundy. I'll be reading Romeo, witch number two, Lear's Fool, Cassius, Hamlet, and Ariel. I'm Elizabeth Donahue, reading the roles of Juliet, witch number three, Desdemona, and Cinna. I'm Kevin Rathundi, reading the roles of Lord Montague, Ferdinand, Brutus, and Othello. I'm Dan Hill, reading the Friar Lawrence, Hamlet's father's ghost, and Caesar. I'm Steve Falcone, reading the parts of Marcellus, Lear, and Casca. Sketch number one, Roaming Romeo. Let's drag the most famous of all romantic couples into the present tense. Juliet on her balcony, phone in hand. Where the hell art thou, Romeo? No chat, no tweet. Wouldst not thou be chatting elsewhere? Wouldst thou, my love? I am here, most dear, desperate ever to be near thee. Demon device grants me no leave. I grant thee leave to fly to me, sweet. Whilst I stand unattended and chilled. Wouldst I the means to soar o'er these foul grounds and fold thee from such icy draughts? Wouldst my starry-eyed champion sought to his comely limbs to bear him hence? ASAP! Just by your own counsel I slip furtively about the grounds, lest thy father's sentries smite me. Doth not my hot-blooded lover find his feet stuck to the earth? A thousand nays resound from my heart. I should breast countless blades to wend away to the joy of my being. Hide thee hence, then, bold chevalier. My every part commands thy presence. Good Friar Lawrence hath plotted me a clever course around thy father's henchman. Such a man of God and friend to man. And woman. Me too. All faith I place in following the steps of this holy monk. Not what he do to poison our coveted union. Go, go! YOLO! The fault lies not in our stars, but this devil's mechanism! A GPS hath lost its way. Ah, tis tech talk to mine ears. I've not the bars for my purpose. Never enough bars for my thirsty paramour. (laughs) He stops at each and prays for more. Take me much amiss, milady. The bars I speak of transport direction to me. Methinks a poor few bars were missed this long night toward the dawn. Alas, you do me wrong, my love. I'd none of the body had by my comrades this eve. I did but walk the hills and think on thee and sigh. (sighs) And sigh again. (sighs) Then walk again, whilst thoughts of thee rose higher than yon moon, drawing yet another sigh. (sighs) As love's refrain, in such sweet reverie I trod the love's troubled path all night. Such abundance of musing upon your love seems to have got thee no closer to the mark, my sweet. I would ten thousand times have come and gone, only to return anon, to find the brightness of thy... Pre- pre- Pity! Pity! 
Come and help thy old nurse, Doc. Her girl's Doc. I come anon, dear one. Stay, I pray, before we are by the sun undone. I must to her in haste, lest Elderberry Sips lay her to waste. In such state she may herself do harm. Uh, devil device be gone from me. Work your evil elsewhere. Tis time to carve a path by memory and craft. He ghosts me. Who wouldst have my heart? Ne'er shall such rude youth have any part. Sweet Juliet. Or hath my judgment been abrupt? I come, my love, unarmed, unphoned, a pilgrim in the wilderness alone, drawn on by God's grace and thy soft embrace. In all haste I come, <clears throat> remembering my father's plea for patience in my brash nature. Soft, my sweet, on caution's wings, I bid thee hide sweet intentions from all sight. Hide these hence, my pet, need blossoms worse than e'er I've met. Anon, sweetheart, I come anon. What snare is that tugs my heart twixt loves old and new? All haste, beloved, lest the morn's oar betray thee with its glare. Tis my Juliet, and that most unwelcome son. Wouldst I could spin that ball back whence it is come, lest all be undone. <laughs> Father, holy friar, speech I have none. Oh, a moment most seldom beheld, my dear. Good, my lord, what, what purpose hast thou at this hour? Oh, the very query I for thee, child, a stir amidst dawn's bruising breeze. Uh, give ear to your sire's words, sweet girl, lest morning's harshness cause your death. Tis an honor, holy father, if an unexpected one. Did nurse not greet thee within? <laughs> words belie your courtesy. Nurse lies within beyond all courtesy. <laughs> now, as to unwarranted presence, you boy, beneath the tree, shivering as a leaf, come out and be accounted. I dare not face thy wrath. Come now, Romeo, all is known and much forgiven. How much? <laughs> Friar Lawrence accompanies me as a sign of faith. Speak soothingly to our quivering company, father. Joy strides your way this day, sweet lad. Lord Montague has seen your true heart if not true metal. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome thee this day to wed his only daughter and join the house of Montague with that of Capulet. By my troth, we are sworn. We must forswear ill oaths past with a blessed sacrament to sweep dark days away whilst we twine two hearts in love. Holy Father, thus we pray. I come prepared to pronounce the ceremony. Where goes my mistress? Tidying her tresses without doubt. Romeo at wall tries to ascend. Tis my fondest wish to take the name of both houses. I do not. Creed wholeheartedly. My liege, this is the heart for mine. So twould seem. Have your choice come forth and stake his claim. I am no prize. Uh, leave us have no more debate. Holy Friar is attentive. Let the principles each take a place. My heart awaits its other half. My life, I come, I come. Lies oh. there a ladder anywhere around the grounds, I pray? Sketch number two. Don't ghost me. That famous Dane, renowned Prince of Denmark, strides the parapet of Castle Elsinore 
pacing fitfully. Would oh, I'd heeded Marcellus when he bade me stay away from this place, even to laying hands upon me as entreaty to forestall this folly. Nay, I must puff and play the bold one, who would meet his good sire with or without breath. Oh, this mission lies alien to my nature. Ruddy as battle becomes me, I keep no company with life once lost. The dead must seek their own. The king's ghost approaches. Tis the father's restless spirit, doomed to walk the earth by night, confined to fires by day, till foul offenses thrust upon me be purged away. Most unsteady tidings, to be sure, my lord. Murder most foul. Cries to heaven for vengeance. Wouldst adopt a knightly tone, sire, lest thou spook thy own kinsman. Might I shake heaven and earth with my words? All must give ear to such offense. Wait, what saith my lord? Dost speak of a murderous deed? My soul rides in torment to sustain no relief until this treachery to Denmark be avenged. Avenge my sovereign lord shall be. Thy blood kinsman Claudius, who tops the throne, shall set the stars aright. The same is he who wears the blame of my demise. Hath mine ears here served me what? Ears are the organ of my undoing. Thy evil uncle dripped heaven on in mine ear as I napped in the orchard as was my custom, claiming a bee sting the agent. Whilst wrapped in Morpheus's tender embrace, perchance this devilish deed was but a dream. Not so, alas, not so. Worse and worse the horror grows. Thy lady mother and my gracious queen hath part in this unholy activity. Such sordid news mine ears are loath to allow entry. Mayhap tis I the dreams. This stupor thou must wake from favored son of Denmark and with dispatch defend thy crown. Wouldst have me bring offense to mine own dame? Hey, leave her to heaven's lot. Methinks eternity shall deal harshly with her misdeed. Tis the like of many an unruly fantasy past. I twist and spin, yet gain no surcease for my travail. What upright man may sleep with such a stench of foul deeds in his nostrils? Bestir thyself, prince of the realm, to cleanse them blood. Unworthy lies the head that bears the crown. His treason must be atoned by blood. No less a fee can e'er suffice. What visions do be conjured in a fog? Wake from senseless sleep and to do this just bidding of the crown. Ghost fades into the night mist. Good, my liege, what, what commerce hadst thou with thy father? <laughs> Hush winds hath spooked thee this night of tempest. Unrest rides on the wind. The mist tricks with thine eyes. There are but phantoms on this wall. My lord prince, I, I know whereof I saw. You do not, loyal friend. Twisted shifts of mist spun in ragged shapes by ill winds cast deceitful forms beyond the ken of daylight senses. These puffs are but figments of the dark. Nay, nay, scion of Denmark. Mine eyes and ears fix well upon that dread figure doomed before me. Peace, cuz, t'was but a reverie move through your senses. Retire to the honesties of thy bed. Speak no further, I charge thee on this matter. 
Marcellus exits. <sighs> there can be no holy reason for corpses to unearth from their entombment beyond the devil's purposes. I'll brood no more upon it. Tis enough to contend with the moody love of Ophelia to leave me tossing in the dark. <laughs> Sketch number three, Witch's Brew. Thunder and lightning split the sky as harsh winds howl upon the Scottish moor. Three scraggly female forms cavort around a cauldron on the flickering fire. When shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or rain? Must we e'er converge with such foul extremes to greet us, sister? Hath we not spake of this matter over much of late? Tis but a blot upon our paramount purpose. <laughs> to some, mayhap, to some. Others seek a pleasant countenance before the world of forms. Our intent is to serve Hecate, Queen Mother urging chaos upon mankind. To appall and alarm is our aim. My powers equal all in ferocity. Still may I serve dark purposes with skin fairer than any, less pigeon than many. Let us meet thus when the hurly-burly's done, when the battle's <laughs> lost and won. That will be ere the set of sun. <laughs> Where's the place? Upon the heath. There to meet with Macbeth. The cause of which I forgive me at this instant. <laughs> Shouldst thou cease approving thy countenance in the flame, reason might return to thee, sister. Mind ye that we look to restore the thane, and sometime monarch of the land. Spewing darkness and woe as we go. There is demeanor is nothing impaired by a splash of hue in fabric or hair. <laughs> the elements conspire above us all to be supreme. None below their thunder shall be heard or seen. <laughs> Sketch number four, <coughs> Weary Lear. The Mad King wanders through the storm, a tumult himself within. Blow winds and crack your cheeks! Rage! I've done with daughters of realms to be ruled. Blast me to some other world! Lightning flashes, throws arms in the air. A place of soft light, sweet breezes, a path I might stride alone. Who wouldst thou have for company, Nungle? None. Fills my needs perfectly. Who then wilt thou speak with? Blind I have been and Death now I seek to be, the lark and nightingale alone to comfort me. Happily might I trail thee, father, for lips to pass the time with thine. <laughs> Tis one for a fool to go or stay when his words are less sensible than wind. Lest I a true body, sire, than Aeolus's breath upon this heath. Tis my very purpose in retreat, boy, to walk away from words. So many I pray never to pierce my ears again. <sighs> the like of... Goneril. Ah! And I warrant Reagan is... Have a care, idiot! 
Thy time grows shorter than thy stature. What's bring harm upon a witless child, my liege? So weary I grow of thee in so brief a time. Attend, my lord, we've made mock of the blow. Breath triumphs whether all's peaceful upon the heath. Fie and scorn upon thee, misshapen one. Flee from me, lest I sever thy petulant tongue. Wouldst have me go panto to enhance me thy mood? I'd none of thee and ne'er another sound from thy mouth. Be gone. Henceforth this fool is banished. As I am already, uncle. As art thou, methinks. Must we pay twice the price for single judgment? What power under heaven hath the right to banish banishment? Oh, peace, fool. Thy tongue rolls upon itself to no purpose. Leave me to melt into the heath hereabouts. Once a lord of all this realm, the tays now into a baser form. Tis the reckoning of one who holds himself above his surroundings. Are we not part of everything? <laughs> My lord has cornered himself in a philosophical frenzy. Content beyond any measure he hath known so long and long. Immutable as stone, free from all idle thought. In the visage of she who kept faith? Cordelia. A pox upon me, spoiler of my baser state. That name can ne'er be stricken from memory's chart. The child most cruelly used. There I go, there or here. Tis in penance for bitter sins. <laughs> he rises once again, my madcap master, in tune with tragedy. Fiddle diddle day, fiddle diddle dee. <laughs> Sketch number five, Unfathomable. Ferdinand stares out to the sea that has just dumped him on its shore. Drenched, still he exudes the noble bearing of royalty. His eyes wet with tears of loss as he scans the waves in search of his father, gone forever in those briny depths, or so the prince presumes. Deep in thought, he is startled by a voice out of the air. Full fathom five, thy father lies. What demon from the ether brings sad news already true? And of his bones are coral made. Thou hast vexed me sorely, songster from Hades, with this nautical image of Naples forever neath the waves. Begone, I charge thee, cursed spirit! Spirit I am, though thou hast no charge of me. I call another master who commands my every movement. Give corporeal form to thy words, that I might better conceive thee. I give presence only to my lord Prospero, whom I serve for the nonce until I shall be set free. What part had thee at my sire's demise? I'm not but a messenger recently freed from a tree to do my master's bidding. His words I carry to thee. Prithee, speak on my sire's condition. Those are pearls that were his eyes. Leave off this dissolution of my sire while thou, while some semblance of his earthly form remains. I have more. Mine ears are, are, are blocked against this foul barrage. Same horror of the manner of this unholy loss. Wast not nature in its course, or evil working brought down upon good men? Such tidings hath no part in the missive I'm bound to convey. Speak! Tis now I most desire thee to impart the fullness of this tragedy. Swallow this fake news and discharge a faithful discourse of the deed. That I cannot, my lord, as 
the dimensions of my missive are harshly prescribed. Evil obedience of wickedness shan't submerge true word in the misfortune that hath beset my father. Speak, evil being, whilst thou might. Ferdinand rushes in the direction of Ariel's words and lunges, tumbling to the sand and throttling thin air as if it were someone's throat. I canst not hear nor feel thee, spirit. Still shall I throttle thee in good faith that he hath Lord guides these hands. Thy faith's misplaced, Prince of Naples, the way misguided in this strange land. Is best ye sleep now to rise with the fresh mood of the morrow. Ferdinand falls into sleep. Sketch number six, famous last words. The Roman Senate is coming into session at the Curia of Pompeii in Rome on this 15th day of March, the Ides in 44 BC. Many senators await Julius Caesar, triumphant military general who's been recently named dictator in perpetuity. The gathered council speaks heatedly of the matter. He portends grave danger to us all. To any who should cross his path. The name swells the man beyond reason. He'll soon pronounce himself a god. Oh, I'd not think Caesar so lost in his ways. Hath not dictator in perpetuity the mark of unbridled vainglory? Hubris mm. could not be more boldly worn upon a sleeve. Is where Caesar's lust for glory will next leap most troubles me. Dare but we give breath to our thoughts? The, the crown. crown. There can be no other path for a reigning dictator ever straining for more power. On that, we might all agree. Aye. Aye. And death to our mighty Caesar, the sole means of reigning him in. Aye. Aye. Brutus is silent. Thy silence ill becomes thee, comrade. I were there were some other way. None known to thee or any among us. That much is certain. What, what stays thy hand, dear friend? As a man, I love him. As a tyrant. I fear him. I match thy fear in equal measure. Love him I cannot with his limitless ambition. Hast thou any less taste of glory? My desire to be cloaked in honor for Rome is the match for any man. Still, I do not seek to set myself above all others. Did Caesar not declare himself dictator in perpetuity? <clears throat> and thrice reject the crown in hopes of the populace thrusting it upon him, a glory that was not to be. Such ambition feeds upon itself to outgrown proportion and funnels all power to one source. Caesar! Julius Caesar enters on the cue of his name being said. Was not my name spoke amongst you? Uh, Twas, my lord, in our desire for your company. In an august body such as this is wanting without thee. Mm. Caesar passes among the senators, waving, shaking hands, returning salutes, as he makes his way to the podium. Tis a hearty compliment, I spy. There must be grave business at hand. Most dire, great Caesar. Ah, the Ides of March already. Yet the day emits a chill. I too have felt it. We are of an accord. In most all things. Not in all things, methinks. Twas an odd moment when my good wife Calpurnia bade me stay the day with her. She did fear for me having dreamt of savage harm come to her lord. Touched by her concern, and ever mindful of the foresight of a woman, 
I did ponder stopping with my love. Till duty's clarion call sounded so loudly, I knew it's imperative I appear before my soldiers and citizens to lend direction to their judgments. I could do no other. <laughs> well met, my lord. We could not have acted upon today's agenda without your presence. I dare say the body lies on earth without its head. What wouldst thou first attack? The head that craves the crown. Speak, hands for me! Pulls Caesar's toga back and stabs him. <clears throat> Death to all tyrants! <clears throat> all the senators rush forward to join in the deed, inflicting 23 stab wounds as Caesar fights back until blood almost blinds him. Hath earth turned wrong side up. When senators become knaves. You too, my son. If Brutus unmans his father, all is undone. Then dies Caesar. Pulls toga over his head and dies. Sketch number seven, Pillow Talk. Othello lies abed with Desdemona. Put out the light and then put out the light. Yes, my lord. Laden with worry, we are in need of sleep. Ere our woes topple us o'er. What hath true lovers to fear of blessed bed with each part of a heart so close to the other? Let Morpheus weave us sweet dreams. Thy words ease my mind, though such look remains a warrior's face. Mind me not, my love, this mask I wear for battles not easily remove. All shall be well anon. T'will be sweet relief to view the smile that warms my heart. Tis thy heart I mean to speak of. Some chat of its worthiness. Tis neither the time nor place to jest, as darkness creeps upon us. I've not a jot of humor about me. My words bear the weight of this matter. Battle, perhaps, hath left the uncertain of mine, my lord. Shadows do indeed haunt my thoughts. Come, let me soothe thee, my love. Reaches to touch Othello, who pulls away. I remain shaken from recent news of thee. I, my lord, what, what wouldst thou make of me? Strumpet! Thou hast wrongly titled me. Ever faithful I remain to thee. Strumpet, I am none. Hath thou my handkerchief? Shamed am I to tell thee. Your remorse depicts itself when Cassio wipes his brow with my love token. You saw such a sight? Eyes I trust is my own vouch for the occurrence. Dost thou deny it? My lord, I, I cannot. This silken treasure was lost to me some time past. Thinner than that fabric is this thread of supposition. Lies from lips I've loved grow intolerable. They may speak no longer. Will thou not grant me leave to Not speak? a word! One last what? brush against my softest joy. Begins to strangle her. Ere the end is nigh. Pray God forgive thee such base sin. Pray. 
He absolved my jealous rage as well. Amen. This has been a special presentation of Regarding the Bard by the radio players on WSIU. This production was recorded live in the studios of WSIU Radio with post-production sound designed by Hanise Coopwood.